Hi, I'm Rich Keeble. Hello, I'm Jenny Gaynor. Now, you may recognise Jenny from Singing in the Rain. <laughs> and you might recognise Rich Keeble from being an all-round talented superstar voiceover artist on your telly on famous lots of programmes that I haven't watched yet and doing Zoom chats with people who are really famous, more famous than me. Thank you. And, uh, That's this is the part- oh, <laughs> oh, no! You can't, you can't. I hate this bit. It's the best bit, Jen. It's the best bit. And this is the sh- this is the podcast where we talk about our showbiz lines. It's called Jenny Rich's Showbiz Stories. God Almighty! And then there was light, and then there was light, and then oh. I could hear you, and you didn't sound like shite. How? Wonderful. Uh, it's always it's always a relief to be able to talk, Jenny, because we always have some sort of technical difficulty, <laughs> and then there's just a sense of relief. Ah, there we are. There we Do you are. Know what? We're I'm in. Actually We're in. Very relieved that it wasn't my side because I think that's the first time it hasn't been my side. <laughs> Perhaps right, me... yes. I don't know. My my computer did some very strange things there. It was um, updating some sort of old style text came up saying updating. BIOS, and I thought, oh God, what the hell is this? Well, BIOS to, needs to BIOS off. Tell me to, but yeah, your mum's a BIOS. Yeah, your mum. Some, some, some of that, yeah. And uh, anyway, then I plugged it in. And uh, we seem to be working okay now. Um, I was getting a little bit nervous there, Jen, because um, I'm doing a Zoom table read uh, in two and a half Tonight. hours. Yeah, at five wow. o'clock. Um, it's actually for a, a film that has some famous people in it. So one of the famous people, which I will bleep, uh, oh. is going to be on this table read, this Zoom read, in uh, uh, two uh, and a um, half hours. She was right, who didn't yeah. see anything like that. Oh my god! Yeah. So apart from me going into a terrible song with a slightly, oh my god, my voice is in my boots, blah blah, and singing all the wrong notes, um, shit. That's Hollywood royalty, babe. Yeah, it is. So obviously, I've I've had to cut out the song because uh, I'm not revealing oh, who the sh- person is. <laughs> <laughs> so the listener will be oh, outtakes, babe. Outtakes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm not revealing what it is because I'm actually meeting the director, supposedly meeting the director for a little part in it. Which, uh, but we're doing the table read now, and we haven't had that meeting, so I don't really know what's going on. Like Can a tiny little one ex- line. This is exciting. Yeah, it, it's a tape I had to do. I did it in Corfu when I was on holiday there a couple of weeks ago. And then they said, oh, yeah, director would like to meet you for this character. Uh, but in the meantime, we're doing the table read on Bank Holiday Monday. So, yeah. I'll do the stage I'm directions, sorry. by the way. I'm reading the stage directions. I mean, I'm, I'm actually, my mouth is, I mean, this is really exciting. I'm not even going to come back with some unfunny jibe. Is that the right word, Jive? Because <laughs> it's really exciting. And she's easy on the eye as well. So you're going to have a lovely Zoom meeting. Not that it wouldn't be, you know, a good Zoom meeting. She wasn't easy on the eye, but she's beautiful. Exactly. I mean, appearances aren't everything, Jenny. No, appearances aren't everything. Especially if you'd like to tell the listener what you're looking at right now. <laughs> Well, uh, Jenny is being self-deprecating as usual, but I, I will point out to regular <laughs> listeners of this podcast that Jenny is not wearing a saucepan on her head, <laughs> um, which she was doing in the last episode. Um, 
which was two not, weeks ago, but we actually recorded it quite some time ago, so you might not remember. I'm not that I had much recollection of that one either. No, well, you were drunk. Yeah, no, can we say tipsy? I'm not going to repeat myself like I did the last time. <laughs> <laughs> About the amount of alcohol of the, that I drank, which wasn't a lot, but it was enough. Yeah, it wasn't a um, lot to be fair, but um, you, yeah, you did mention it a few times, and and we yes, we did was... go on to tell a few a few drunken stories, didn't we? And I did put a little caveat on in the description of the um, <laughs> of the podcast. I didn't have time to record anything because I had to rush that one out. But I, I just wanted to, yeah, I, I clarified to the listener that you didn't drive home after having a couple of glasses. Yes, of wine, I did didn't, not drive home because you didn't. Even though you mentioned it to me, you didn't actually mention it on the recording. So I thought I would put that in in case because you said you drove and then you had a couple of glasses of wine. I drove to my friend's house and then her yeah. husband drove me home. Yeah, so you just didn't say that last bit on the recording, <laughs> so I thought I would clarify that for any keen listeners who thought that... Um, and you're also very kind just wasn't. saying that I don't have a saucepan on my head. I also don't have a... I mean, no, no, I don't not mind. I don't mind not wearing a scrap of makeup, but when you are very tired, it does sometimes... <laughs> Put a like a filter over your face and hide the cracks. But I've, I've, I mean, at least you've, you've got, you've had a shower, so that's something. I've had a shower. I mean, as in one, uh, as in I, I. Did I say you? Did I say I? I think you said you've no, had I, a shower, but like, yeah, I guess you meant. I it met in as in a... you are. You are looking at someone who has had a shower at least. Great. Well, uh, conversely, you were looking at someone who hasn't had a shower. Stinky. And, and I thought you were referring to the fact that I think on the last episode I'd been for a run and I hadn't showered <laughs> yet. So. Oh, God, I, I do recall that. I'm tired because... Have we mentioned in the podcast what show I actually... The name of the show? Did we mention well, that's it? interesting, Jen, because um, you mentioned it in the last episode um, and I thought... I was going to cut it out because it hadn't been... At the time when we recorded that, it hadn't been announced. But by the time it was released, that episode, actually it had been announced. Yeah, but the, the ironic thing is, is that I wasn't actually announced. So... Oh, yeah, you I weren't remember. announced. I was like, where's my name? Great. Yeah, I mean, you've, you've, you've been doing the show <laughs> and yet you haven't been announced. But yes, uh, Singing in the Rain. It's out there now, yes. isn't it? Yes. So yeah, so, so you just—it's—it's it's been out, and, and you've been on. You've been doing Lena, Lena, Lena Lamont. Um, yeah. yeah, well, you've been getting just... thousands of people applauding you every night, throwing you know their what? underwear at you. I've got a collection of underwear, some washed, some not. It's all delightful. Mm. Um, I'll just go back to give the producers you know, a little bit of credit that I was just like, why aren't, haven't I been announced? Because I said they're going to do a, a new um, announcement for the um, UK and international tour. So I'll give them that. It was just that I had a few dates over and I was like, and also we'd been in COVID for mm. 18 months. And I was like, I'm going to have my name out there associated with the show. Oh, no, I'm not. Anyway, <laughs> moving on from that, <laughs> moving on from that. Yeah, so I had my scheduled dates for Singing in the Rain which was lovely. They gave me some dates in um, in London um, because someone else is playing the role and they're lovely. But where I, they gave me some dates as well, which was nice. But um, on what's the day today? Monday. 
on Friday, they were like, oh, I think we might need you. And to cut a very long story short, I ended up, they ended up saying in the morning, okay, you're just going to do the matinee. And then lovely face thinks she's okay, so she's going to come back for the evening. What normally happens, the, the unwritten rule is sort of like, um, if you're off for one show, you're off for both. But it's producer's discretion, and Faye is fantastic, and also she is um, uh, um, one of the main, you know, the announced cast. So, you know, they want, they want her to do the show. I totally understand that. Anyway, so I was like, yeah, fine, okay, I'll go up and do the matinee. So we went up and did the matinee, bearing in mind, what, that's, what was the date on Friday? About the 28th, wasn't it? I hadn't done the show since the 10th of August. But it's always in my head, Rich. It's always there. It's just tucked away in case of nits. It's in your cut. bones. It's in, your it's in bones, my bones, babe. Jen. So anyway, did the show. Lovely. Two of my besties managed to whiz up on oh, two of my other amazing pals. So after the show, amazing. We'll talk about the show later. I'll just tell you about what happened. Mm. We were like, great, 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 great. And the fluke was at stage door, a wonderful, wonderful choreographer who I adore and love. And haven't really done anything professional with him for 25 years. He was there. So I was like, oh my gosh, it's so lovely to see you. The amazing Bill Deemer, Olivier Award winner, I worship you. Anyway, so I ironically, you know, was there. Well, I say ironically, it'll be ironic. I don't know if that's the right word. Anyway, the point was, I wouldn't normally stand at stage door chatting away, socially distant still, um, for 40 minutes. I'd normally be on the train home or whatever. Anyway, so I was having that long chat. Then my friends who'd gone to get their care came back and went, well, you're done now because Faye's coming back. So why don't we drive home to you home to Leon C because I had an engagement party to go to and we'll go out for dinner. So bearing in mind this, by the time we got in the car, it had been an hour after the show. In normal time, I probably would have almost been home Anyway, so we're sitting in the back of the car. I am, and I'm googling where we're going to go for dinner. <laughs> I'm in the Limehouse Link Tunnel, which is going onto the A13. Suddenly, reiterating the fact, I am in the back of the car on the phone. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, the phone rings, and it's a company manager. Whenever the company manager rings, something's happening. I went, oh, it's a company manager. Everyone went, oh. It's the company manager. And I went, hello, Matt. And he went, hello, Jenny. I went, I can't hear you on the channel. I was like, what? She went, um, Faye's still not feeling very well. I was like, oh, I can't hear you. I'll text you. And it was so shaping. So he went, I'll text you too. We got out the tunnel, almost out the taxi. He went, I think we need you to come back. And I went, I'm on my way. <laughs> right, so we turned around the traffic. We were going, wasn't the traffic good? Turn around, entering into Bedlam, into roads mm. close, and this, that, and the other. And the rule is I mean, for an actress, you know, when you've got wigs and makeup and that, I like to be there at least an hour before the half, which is 30 sure. minutes before the show starts. And then, but luckily, I still have my makeup on. But basically, the rule is the contractual rule is you have to be there. At the half, which is five to se- if the show's at half seven, it's five to seven. So okay. I we ma- we managed to make it. They literally bless them. We're going through London doing all these U turns, like oh my god, but still driving safely. Um, I've got a good photo of this. I'll put on our our um, Insta. Oh great! And um, I run run into the theatre 
at 20 past seven. Run through the audience. Oh, my run... God. Okay, I'm lying. I'm lying. It was quarter past. <laughs> Why did I add five minutes? So I'm running through the audience. And I'm running through stage door. And basically, I could have... I could have... My friends were like, well, what did you say? Did you say, yes, I'll do it for £1,000? I went, well, actually, I said... I don't suppose someone could get me a can of coconut and some sushi because I've not eaten. <laughs> so my lovely resident director went, I'll get it for you, ran out to the co-op, got me a can of coke, some sushi. I've got my brilliant, brilliant, amazing wiggy, Sophie, reaping, curling my hair, and the, the mics on my head. So I've got two mics in the back of my head, putting the wig on. I'm literally, you know, an actress, stripping stark, bollock naked with my resident director in there, David. He don't care. Not interested. And I'm, and I'm dressing it all up. Then one of my friends in the show is knocking on the door, my lovely friend, to go, oh, my gosh, you're back. And I'm just like, I'm really not ready. Shoving some food in. And I went, can someone, can someone like, clip me earrings on because my fingers stink of fish because I've just eaten some sushi. <laughs> and literally, Rich, this has never happened in my life. The company manager texts me. No, the resident director texted me and went, darling, we'll hold the curtain for you. I was like, I've made it! They've held the curtain for me! Um, so that happened. And then I, wow. I didn't think... They had Sunday matinees, and I didn't think I was doing Sunday. But DFA would, still wasn't, wasn't well enough, bless her. So I kind of did that as well. So it was a lot of adrenaline. Um, it was just amazing. I sent you some of it, didn't I? I was just... Yeah. But because it's so compact and condensed and I didn't know I was doing it, 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 I now feel like I've run a marathon. Oh, God, yeah. That's well, long, uh, that, was, that was long of me talking, sorry, but it was exciting. No, that was great. That was a really interesting, yeah, that was a really interesting story because I knew you were doing the matinee, but, yeah, I didn't know you were, well, at, at the time you didn't either know that you were doing the, uh, <laughs> the evening show. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. That was... And how was that evening show? You, was it like all, a blur? Oh, all of it. No. The funny thing was, I think the first time I did, when I had my scheduled dates, I was so like, these are my scheduled dates and I'm going on here. And, and I just felt all a bit, you know, I loved them, but I loved it, Rich, because I got my teeth into a bit more. And, you know, and you find new things and you do something slightly different and then the audience reacts to it and you love it. And then there's this, she's a, for anyone who doesn't know Singing in the Rain, Lena Lamont is a film star and um, it, it's all about Singing in the Rain, wonderful film with Gene Kelly. It's all about the silent movies and what happens is um, the talkies are um, coming to fashion. So Lena Lamont is this, trust me people, smoke and mirrors, but this stunningly attractive movie star um, and looks the part, but as soon as she opens her mouth, I mean, the the... As soon as she opens her mouth, it's it's awful. Basically, one of the lines is that that I'm going to just move my microphone slightly away. The um the producer the producer of monument monumental pictures goes, we're gonna do talking we're gonna do talking people uh we're gonna do talking pictures. What's the difference? Hang on, what's the line? Excuse me. Hang on, hang on. Um, oh, Lee. Uh, so. My name's Lena Lamont and it's Don Lockwood. So it goes, Lockwood and Lamont, they talk. And Lena goes, Well, of course we talk, doesn't everybody? <laughs> so that's the premise of the show, that she has this dreadful voice and then this wonderful, beautiful, exceptionally talented um, 
woman, Kathy Seldon, played by the gorgeous Charlotte girl, Gooch. She has a stunning voice, so she dubs Lena. And that's the sort of preference of the, of the show. But it's a very, very funny part. Um, but yeah, no, I got my teeth into it and I delivered lines slightly differently. And I, honestly, I mean, you can tell by how animated it is. It's such a wanky thing. Not a wanky thing, but people often say, oh, this is the best company I've ever worked with and everyone's lovely. I've been doing this for 25 years and I've never known. I've never, even I have worked with lovely companies. I have never known a company like this because they were just glorious. Can't wait to see you. Can't wait to have you back. You're amazing. You're going to smash it. And we had loads of covers on, um, oh, other covers on and swings on, the amazing swings who jump in and do three different parts because they're off here. And honestly, Rich, I'm, you can still see I'm, I'm buzzing. Amazing. What? Well, this is a heartwarming tale of, of um, they, just, they just can't get enough of Jenny Gaynor. Oh, and I don't know about that. <laughs> West End, West End star Jenny Gaynor, who has the modesty to just to accept another last-minute show for a can of coke and a, and a bit of sushi, <laughs> running through the running through the crowds, pushing out the way, holding the curtain for her. Uh, what's the expression? Yeah. Desperate. They Pulling were desperate. Pulling the house down. No, bringing bringing <laughs> uh, the house bringing down. Bringing the house down. <clears throat> but sorry, I know we were just that all came out of why I look so tired. But I feel like I have She doesn't look over... tired, ladies and gentlemen. She looks lovely, <laughs> like a professional. <laughs> oh, you're so kind to me. Um, I just still feel like I've jumped over the fact that in uh, literally an hour and a half, two hours, you are going to be FaceTiming, Zooming with... Who's, who's I love her. Bleep. Hey, oh, shit. Hang on. It's okay. <laughs> I, I, I can't believe... Okay, great. Um... Well, I can't say the films she's been in then. Well, I love her in all her films. She's brilliant. Yeah, um, it's it's someone that my wife actually knows who it is because um, what's interesting about because my wife is 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 foreign, right? She's uh, she's Polish, and a lot of the people that I've I've worked with, um, she doesn't know who they are because you know they're not mm. that well known outside of, of Britain. Um, but someone like she the, knew this Ma- person, she knew Michael Caine though. Oh yeah, she knows who Michael Caine is. She knows uh, Idris Elba. Who, mm. um, of course, I met uh, and and did a read through with him. I mean, you have you have brushed shoulders with a quite. I mean, do they know how lucky they are to have brushed shoulders with you, Rich Keeble, though? Well, uh, I think they probably don't. They, they don't. I think they it. do. I think they do. But they just hide it. They they know yes. how lucky they are. They they hide it by just feigning. They hide it because they're threatened by your talent and your exceptional comic timing that must that must be it uh idris elba's final words to me were um something i think i think he said he had to bounce which uh, oh he was he was leaving oh he didn't say are you the t-boy uh he didn't say that no because um at that point he'd been uh, witness to me playing a number of characters uh, in his sitcom at, at the read through, and and one one involved actually singing in sort of um, in, a, oh. in a slightly in a sort of Portuguesey accent. Um, can I say no? He, he was said he had to bounce. No, you said yeah. he, he had to. Bounce. I can see him on a uh, a space hopper. Do you remember space hoppers? Oh, I do. Yeah, yeah, that would I love be fun. If, he, if he'd done that, he gave, gave me a little fist bump. Uh, <laughs> bounced off on a green space hopper with an alien on a, face. On a green space hopper, yeah. 
but very, very excited about what's about to happen for you. So... Yes, okay. that should be fun. So I'm glad the mic is working now. Touchwood. Uh, yeah, but we'll see. It's quite. A f- I've I've skimmed through the script and it's um, yeah, it's quite funny. But anyway, yeah, no, it's good. Uh, it's good to have, have got it all set up because I plugged it all in, of course, because it's just been in a bag. Because I took it with me to Poland. You see. Did you take the mic so, as well? Yeah, well, just in case I had to record something, which I did actually. I had to do a casting for a, a voice thing, so I recorded that in my father-in-law's study. Oh, oh, yes, you went. Corfu and po- went to Corfu and Poland. I was like, oh, they got a place in Corfu as well. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. So for the benefit of the listener, I uh, went to Poland, where my wife is from, uh, for a couple of days, and then we went to Corfu with her brother-in-law and his three children, and and then back to Poland for a couple of days, and then I came home, and they're still away, and they're coming back uh, in a couple of days because then uh, my older daughter will restart school. But yes, I have a saying um, which I stick to, which is a holiday with young children is not a holiday. Well, that's so, why I giggled uh, because um, yeah, that's my idea of torture. quite exhausting. Um, so yeah, the main the main take homes from that holiday are just that yeah I don't, I don't think we'll do that again for a while. Um, I really you do and- need to put sun cream on regularly, and um, yeah, somebody nicked my wallet maybe or I lost. Oh, it. you see, I think they did. I think you're, yeah, you you were pickpocketed very very efficiently. Yeah. Um. I see. I think you and Dot would enjoy. Obviously, you'd enjoy a holiday just on your own. But I think Absolutely. I could. Um, I could take you and Dot on a on a Jenny Gaynor type holiday. See how that would that would pan out. I would like that. Yeah. Would that be to Ibiza? Well, you'd have to... Oh, oh, coming God, home early to... to do a commercial. Oh, and getting, that and getting drunk the day before the shoot. Oh, there is that. No, moved on from that. It would have to be like really plush, you know, walking swimming pools, white. Look, I like all that. I love like you know I've done. You know, um, what's those things in those huge things? They're called mountains. That's what they're called. I've done rock. <laughs> I've done big rock climbing holidays and sport holidays and all this, and I love oh, all yeah. that. And you know, blah blah de blah blah, and did a thousand foot climb in Thailand and all that malarkey. And I'd like to take myself on a um, on a horse riding holiday. However, mm. I am partial to a, and I haven't really done this, but I did it. We had two weeks off and Annie after we'd done 26 weeks straight and we were knackered. Everyone had booked a holiday. Little old me had no one to go with. I went, I don't need to go with anyone. Booked myself five days in Mallorca. Palmered some Mallorca. Got myself a tricky little upgrade. Nice. Walking, I would be taking you and Dot, walking swimming pools, those white sofa beds outside, you know, mm. cocktails, lovely evening music, strolls on the beach, bit of entertainment. But you know what? It would be filled with rich, lots of laughter. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Fabulous. Dot would be like, who is that mad woman? Can I just Cheap move on from that quickly? Laughter. Yeah. I would just like to say that since that technical problem and everything, I'd saved, I'm just looking that up. She's loving this oh. um, nectaring that I'd been eating merely for the fact that I wanted to tell you that I was eating a nectarine which was so old, the skin was so wrinkly, it felt like I was eating a sweet pair of saggy balls. <laughs> okay, well, I'll just let that hang there. 
Oh, literally, uh, literally. <laughs> like the balls. You know when the skin, but I, you know, the skin is is sort of like it's away from the fruit. It's away from the flesh. Yeah, I, I mean, that would have gone in the bin, I think, long before. No, it's still really juicy. Oh, yeah, well, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not really a fan of um, many fruits. If no. I'm honest with you, that's one of my weird things. Is I'm not really a big fan of fruit. I'll, I'll, if you if you pass me a banana, I'll probably eat it. I'll, I'll eat a banana actually. Probably. God, I haven't eaten a banana for about six months. Willingly, um, an apple probably. Yeah, I'll have that. No problem. Apples are questionable. There, I've got to be really juicy and nice and and sweet. But sometimes you can bite in and go, oh, that's a bit powdery and bleh. Mm. I ate I ate fresh raspberries off my raspberry vine today. God, check you out. Western yeah. star, fruit cultivator. Birds at all my strawberries. You got it all. Uh, well, I don't like strawberries, so they can have those. Gosh, really? In my opinion. Yeah, I like raspberries, but not strawberries. Do you like blackberries? If you gave me one, I'd eat it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't my go dad, out of my way. He's got an allotment. My dad gave me hundreds of raspberries. Some were a little bit tart, so I put a bit of sugar on them, chopped up an apple... Sort of simmered them away. Vanilla ice cream. Bob's your uncle. Fanny's your aunt. Delicious. Okay, well that sounds nice. Sorry, I digressed to fruit. That's absolutely fine. Um, uh, as as we discussed last week, you know you're very good at um, filling dead air, Jen. But there wasn't dead air. I just go off on tangents. Yeah, well that's that's fun. It keeps it real. It keeps it um, free form and exciting. Now, you may remember in the last episode, you you told a story about how you had to fly home early for uh, a job and yes. then you got drunk the day before or something. This was 20-odd years ago, I should Pl- say. Yes, as well. yes. And they wouldn't have known, but I mean, yes, I do remember mum going, that when you were in your, When you were in your early teens. <laughs> yes. And, I'm not going to fuck you. And I said to you as a way of, because I think you, you, you told a lot of uh, alcohol-related stories, and I said that I would tell you a couple of stories, one of me coming home early from a, a, for a job and another one of me missing a flight. Yes, I recall that. You're um, telling us that you're going to tell us. Yeah, so I don't know whether this is actually funny or not, but I'll, t- I'll quickly tell you the story about me flying home early. So I, 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 um, I auditioned for, a, for an ad as um, a, a bloke... Yeah, as a bloke sort of working on a computer. I actually thought you'd frozen then. Yeah, sorry, I just, I had to, <laughs> sorry, I had a bit of deja vu there and I thought, oh, have I told you this before? Did we recall this before? But no, I think I was just, a friend of mine had booked a commercial and I was and I was just telling her horror stories. Um, yeah, I, I um, so I, I got seen for this commercial as, as just a bloke working on a computer and then uh, he's finished designing this product and then basically a load of dancers appear around him and he kind of looks bemused and confused at those dancers. So um, it's one of those things with no lines where it just looks, you know, and, uh, you know, you go in and do it and then you don't think anything of it. Anyway, um, they emailed my agent to say, you know, can we pencil Rich for these dates? Uh, and they clashed with me sort of going to Poland for a bit uh, to sort of see some of my wife's family in a, in a different part of Poland called Poznan. And um, I said to my agent, well, you know, I mean, if we get it, we get it, you know, just I'll come back, you know, not thinking anything of it. Anyway, so I was um, didn't think anything of this ad. And then I was standing. Uh, we went to visit uh, Yola and Marek 
my uh, my wife's aunt and her husband, and, and we were there. And I was just checking my emails, just um, absentmindedly on my phone, and I saw this email from a production company which uh, was talking about wardrobe calls. And um, as I learned from the email, uh, my wardrobe call was tomorrow um, late afternoon. So this was a Thursday. I was in Poznan in Poland and uh, I had a, a, so a wardrobe call. The, but you'd had the pencil. Have you had, had you had the offer? No, no, I just I just had a vague pencil. And you know what it's like with an ad, you get pencils all the time. I mean, sometimes they just pencil everyone, yeah. you go to a recall. Them bloody heavy pencils. Yeah, I don't even think it was a heavy, I think it was just a pencil. And even a heavy pencil, you know. Oh yeah, they, I've lost I, those before. I've had enough well. of those going away as well. So yeah. um, I, I saw this email and it said, yeah, uh, it had a whole list of people and then it was me. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. So uh, I texted my agent, I said, because she was copied in, I said, does that mean I've got it then? I guess it does, doesn't it? I guess that means I've got the part. And she was like, oh, yes, let me check. So, yeah, sure enough, um, I had been booked, but no one had actually told us that. <laughs> God almighty. Um, yeah, and so, yet they expect, they expect us, you, to drop everything. Yeah, and to be not there go away. Hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, first of all, I should say that, that, that I actually quite enjoyed... Um, the filming of this advert, everyone was really nice. It was quite good uh, money, okay. I think. Um, but I, um, and I'm completely not ungrateful if anyone thinks that I'm moaning about that. But yeah, my agent said, so the recall was like on the Friday and then there was a rehearsal the following Monday. Mm-hmm. So uh, my God, agent I've said, never, well, I've never had a rehearsal for a commercial. Ah, well, listen to this. Mm. Uh, you'll, you'll find out. Um so my agent tried to get them to say, well, can he just get his wardrobe done on the Monday, you know, so he doesn't have to rush back. And they would just say, oh, no, the, everything has to be signed off uh, for the client, you know, commercial type thing. It has to be signed off yeah. on Friday. I was like, oh, okay. So basically I had to get the first flight I could back. Um, I think I got up at like, I don't know, got a cab at like 5 a.m. or something like that to get the first possible flight I could get back. So I got back in time. I went to the wardrobe call. And, yeah, of course, all the other people on the list were all the dancers, and uh, they had to all be coordinated in these colours and stuff like that. And uh, and then I had to fit in whatever. So I had my wardrobe call. And then it was just like, oh, well, that's that. You know, got rehearsal on Monday. Now, of course, the rehearsal was at a dance studio in mm-hmm. um, in town. I forget the name. But they said, oh, yes, if you can get there for 10 or whatever it was. London? Yeah, in London, yeah. So dance I'm, I'm home now. Dance home works. Now. Okay, right, yeah, yeah. Um, I forget what it was. I've never been into a dance studio, funnily enough, Jen. But uh, I went to this dance studio and I turned up and um, there's a few people there and, and all this. And uh, I go up to the lady who's, you know, the choreographer and I say, oh, hi, I'm, I'm, I'm Rich. Uh, and she's like, oh, uh, you're, not on, uh, you're not on my list. I said, well, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm the guy, innit? I'm, I'm the, the bloke who... Um, you know, I'm not. I'm not one of the dancers, and and she was sort of counting them, going, yeah. So there's, there's like eleven of you here, and I've only got ten people. I'm going to see you're not here. But yeah, well, I, I don't think you need to be here, Rich. I was like, well, I didn't think that either, but I was told to come. And she said, well, the directors aren't even getting here till two. And what time was, like, was this? Like ten a.m. Right. So I'm like, okay. Oh God. Um, uh... Because she said, "Yeah, we're just going through the dancing, and you're not dancing." I was just like, "Well, no, I'm just, I'm just sitting here looking confused, reading between the lines, 
I'm the star of this commercial. Well, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Had they rolled the carpet out I know. for you? So uh, I went and had a coffee for a couple of hours. Then the directors turned up because it was it was it was like three directors. It was like they they went under a blanket name. I forget it now. But like one of them was also the DOP, and I think one did the editing. But they were all sort of co-directors. Anyway, they turned up, and we did a few of these looks and sort of imagine where the camera was tracking around me and all this, and then some people were dancing, and then basically yeah, half an hour, and I kind of went home. So. I got paid for that, so that was okay. But the silly thing is that the shoot date then wasn't until Thursday. So I found out I got it on the Thursday, flown home for this costume fitting on Friday, and then basically I wasn't needed for another best part of a week. So I was just hanging around oh, at gosh. home and then What did you do? Day on Thursday. Well no no no, I was I was just I didn't do anything funny. I was just at home on my own but I just oh, thought I, you know, I, Oh I, I thought you were gonna fly back to Poland. Oh no, no 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 no. Okay, I okay. I, I didn't do that. But um yeah and then I had this day and then all the poor the poor dancers actually they were all we were all called in at like nine AM and uh, of course most of it was about me doing the thing that I'm doing and then we had all these um composite shots of stuff getting fired in my face so I they put a, a like a dummy there and and then sort of composite it all together and uh, they didn't call the dancers about six o'clock I think so the dancers are all sitting up there for hours and hours and hours just doing nothing and then uh, they came down so yeah it's one of those shoots anyway that was a story about a commercial where I had to fly home oh no but I, I, I had it but that doesn't have to be rolled on the floor, life. I'm. I was very interested and intrigued, and I also I think, a listener should know that we don't half get. You know, when you get a job, you some they just think your life stops. Doesn't yeah. It? it doesn't matter what you, you could be getting married. Nah. I mean, you know, I've, I was, I've I've been heavy pencil for things. But I I got heavy pencil for this ad that was a lot of money, and I was down mm. to the final two, and I think I had two recalls, and. They sent round this sort of updated, like, so it wasn't a pitch document, but it was like a, a big PDF of how the advert was going to be. And they actually had my photo and this other bloke's photo in this doc as like the the two choices for this particular character. Right. And then they had another character below with two very similar looking blokes. Because um, I think it was going to be shot in Italy. And uh, so there's these two blokes that look nearly identical, sort of dark hair and beards uh, for the other character. And then two people who didn't look very identical because there was me with bald, bearded and bespeckled. And then a bloke who just, you know, it's just normal. Um, But in the end, it went to him. But I I was so close to that. I was like, I think I'd packed a bag because I think I literally found out the day before whether or not. I was just like, well, am I flying? (laughs) Am I flying or not? No, nope, not for you. Did I tell you about? Have I have we mentioned? You know what my memories like. Who are you? How, did I mention about the one I did in lockdown? The 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 casting I did dur- during lockdown for the dog commercial. Hmm. Have we mentioned that? that? Not sure. That. You might as well say I, it. Okay, so lockdown one is happening. Commercial comes through. Obviously, lost. You know, singing in the rain's been pushed for a year. So, you know, that, that wasn't happening and I didn't get any, you know, any financial support and all this and lucky. So life was not looking wonderful, but of course, health is wealth. I know mm. that. But doesn't, you know, bills, that's all I'd say. Um, mm. Anyway, this commercial came in for 20 grand. I was like, oh my God, please. Now, commercials used to be 
before you and I are in the business, like 25 plus years ago, used to be insane money, didn't they? Like my friend bought his house in, in Swiss, I nearly said Swiss trees, Swiss cheese, Swiss cottage with it. One of my friends bought a yeah. 100 grand car, 40 grand here, 70 grand there, all that malarkey. That was the st- always the story, wasn't it? Like Matt LeBlanc, yeah. I think, bought his house. I mean, America's different, but he, he bought his house on, with that ketchup commercial he did before did he was friends or something. Yeah, oh I mean, there's always God, stories him? of people buying houses from commercials. But you really could. You were Not sort anymore. of set. No. And the sort of commercials that I've done, and I've only done, a, well, I don't, can't, can never remember, I don't know, two or three. They were between the sort of three and four grand mark and that sort of it. And that, I know that sounds good money for, you know, to, for a, a week's work or a couple a day's work or something, but mm. it's a buyout, isn't it? And then you can't do any other commercials. Just explaining to listeners who don't know. If you do it for one product, you then you can't. can't. Do it for if a you're doing it for one shampoo, you can't do it for another shampoo, yeah. all that sort of thing. Anyway, but then also I remember going, well, I didn't know, I remember being seen for a Lambrusco advert, which was 500 quid. The casting was up in Manchester. This was before I grew a brain and said no. When well, my train fare was 160 quid. Oh, I mean, ridiculous. Anyway, back to dog commercial. It was 20 grand. It was for... Oh, my beautiful boy is asleep right now. It was for a, for a dog's health... Um, you know, a tablet which, you know, helps their joints and all this. Oh, yeah. You know, what's the word I'm looking for? The supplement health supplement thing for their joints. And the ironic thing was, is that Bailey had, what they were selling this, it was just like, well, this is perfect, this is meant to be, because my dear Bailey had had all these joint issues. So I was on this health supplement. Anyway, I needed a daughter. So luckily I was in a bubble with my um, friend and her daughter, for reasons. Um, so she became my daughter. Thank you so much. Hmm. So I texted my friend and I went, oh, can Gracie... Um, can Gracie do this way, this? She, I needed to do this up the stairs and look sad and look at a dog and be worried that the dog's not walking very well and all these reaction shots and then happy that the dog's now happy and amazing and doesn't limp anymore and isn't lame. So she did that, then I did mine with Bailey and all those reaction shots and blah, blah, blah. That went well. That was done. Got a recall. Can you do this, 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 this? So recalled, did this, 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 this. Can you get Gracie to do this, 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 and this? Yes. Then another one. So did that again. All via Zoom. Mm. Not, no, sorry, not via Zoom. That, self-tapes. All via oh, self-tapes. okay, yeah. Then they get, I made it phones, and I've gone blonde at this point again. I went, client can't get over the, can't see past the fact that you're blonde. I was like, oh, for God's sake. So brunette is going to sell more dog supplements. Okay. So me being the ever, well, if you're going to do it, do it. Mm. I thought, at first I phoned my friend who's a hairdresser and went, if I went dark again, what's that going to do? Because twenty, I wouldn't have done it for three grand, but for 20 grand in the middle of a global, global pandemic, I was going to do it. Yeah. So then he went, Jen, look, we could do this and we could do that, but it would be, you know, your hair's gone through so much and it's going to damage it and all this. I went, right, what can I do? Aha. Uh-huh. So I just happened to have drawers full of hair and wig and extensions and for various shows and right, stuff. Yeah. Stuff <laughs> that you don't, you know, you don't normally take your wigs, but when you're doing like a panto or something, they basically die a death. 
So they're either going in the bin or you bring them home. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I had this knackered old hair extension thing, which you clip on halfway through your hair. This is when I had dark hair, when I played Wicked Queen. And it came all the way down just to make your hair look bigger and longer. So anyway, so basically what I did was I sectioned my hair go um, into like half up, half down. So I'm going to demonstrate for you, Rich. So I just take my hair down. So there's your hair, yeah? So I basically go like this. For listener, I'm making it into two sort of halves. Scooping up the top of it, yeah. Scooping up the top. So pretend top bit is not there. Then okay. this bottom bit here, which is blonde, all blonde, but I then swirled around. I've got photos of this, Rich. I'll put it up. And put it in a bun so you couldn't see it. Okay. And then I clipped the dark bit over the top. So the nice. bottom of my hair looks completely brown. Now, okay. for my experimental bits, I didn't have anything in the house. This was just while I was experimenting. <laughs> <laughs> and showing my agent going, does this look like it's dark? So I was putting all brown eyeshadow in my roots. My hair was darker than it is now. Putting all brown eyeshadow in my roots and I found brown contouring cheek stuff. Put brown blusher in my roots. Then I thought, oh, oh, that's a bit of HP sauce there. <laughs> <laughs> It was something like that. Anyway, anyway, so this absolute monstrosity was on the top of my head and she just went, good God, no. So <laughs> what I then did was that I happened to have a hair... Um, oh, my gosh, I'm so tired. I can't think of the words. A ha- what is it when you go to, like, a cash and carry? What are they called? A hair supply, you know, like for trade, a trade store, you know. Yeah. Where the hairdressers go, I can't remember the word. Yeah, I think and this that. isn't a world I've I've been part of for many many <laughs> years, unfortunately. It, you know, like if you're a builder, you go to a certain shop so you get your discounts. Which is yeah. Anyway, I got one down the road, and then I saw this amazing spread. By the way, I had washed all that crap out my hair by this point. <laughs> I saw this this root touch up spray. Okay, and I went okay. So I parted it. I rooted. I went. Oh, that's the way forward. So long story short, too late. I put this root touch-up spray on my entire hair and it looked, I kid you not, Rich, you wait to see the photos, it looked like I was a brunette. I mean, I'd okay. gone out, for, I'd gone full out with feeling because this was because they had decided I was heavily pencilled and I was going to have the Zoom meeting. Yeah. So I now look like a brunette. I then had to travel up to London because that's where Michelle, real mummy, and uh, Gracie were, and actually they just so happened to own huge production studios, so that's quite lucky. Okay. Anyway, also she distanced, blah, blah, blah. I'm in there. I am brunette. I'm completely brunette. Um, uh, Gracie's sitting next to me. We've got their dog, because they are decided that people want to use a black lab. Ferdy's a black lab. We've got Ferdy up in between us. We are the dog supplement family, <laughs> and I'm a brunette. Yeah. So we finally go online... And the casting director's like, oh, Jenny, thank you so much for dyeing your hair. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Oh, my God. Next day, the agent phones and went, well, the, uh, what, oh, Rich, what do they call it? Not a casting, the, the breakdown. They went, breakdown's gone out again, and it says release all, car- release all pencils. Oh, fucking hell. 
So we do try, don't we? We really oh, go out. God. We, um, to be honest with you, I don't know if it ever got made because I've never, ever seen it. And I know a load of things got cancelled because of COVID. But... Maybe. So what we... What but yeah. what we go through, we do we do do it. Do I mean we could people listening could go well. Don't be such knobs and go for it. But I always go when a commercial comes in. I always go, oh God, do I have to? But then if you get it, you get you know the money, which yeah. helps us to live. Well, that's the thing though. But um, yeah, I mean you do they do make you jump through hoops a lot of the time. And some of the um, auditions uh, I, I've had for commercials, I'm sure it's the same for you. They're just so heavily prescriptive. You're just like, okay, so walk in. Uh, you turn to your right. You deliver the first syllable of your first line uh, there, and then raise your left shoulder, and then yes. step forward, and then do the second syllable. It's that exact. It really is. It's and that of course, precise. on a yeah. lot of on a lot of sets, you know, sometimes it has to be that technical because you know, for a focus pull or a movement or you know, hitting a mark. I mean, I, I think I mentioned the drumming advert I did a while ago, where I had to, you know, they they were tracking in, and I had to, yeah. my eye line had to be very specific, and then sort of almost like defocus my eyes, and then look above the camera, across the camera at the I mean, exact point. I mean, defocus your eyes. I think yeah. that was the note. Yeah, it's just, okay, Rich. So you know what I mean? Just there's a little, there's a little bit of tape on the on the top of the <laughs> camera to look at, and then I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we. We we got it, but you know at the time you're thinking, "Fuck me, I've been doing this a long time." But even it just feels like you just immediately feel like you don't know what you're doing. Um, but that's the annoying thing, isn't it? As well about client, like, oh, the client can't see part. You know, they, they obviously liked you when you had brown hair, and they go, "Oh, we like Jenny." Oh, now she's got blonde hair. Oh my god, I can't cope with it. And the mm. amount of times that they say, "Oh, a client," you know, like you need to t like I very rarely bother doing this to be honest with you. But um, when they say it's a businessman or something, and then. A load of people turn up wearing suits. Yeah, yeah. I don't really bother doing that anymore because I think, well, my character, you know, he's uh, he's a, I don't know, he's a web guy who works from home. He doesn't wear a suit. Yeah, but, but what I also if just think, can't you imagine me wearing a suit? Do I really yeah, have but... to have it? Rich, I used to be, I used to be exactly the same. I'm like, if they can't picture me, you know suited, booted in a briefcase, and that's ridiculous. If they can't picture me with glasses, that's ridiculous. But now I have to spoon-feed them. Yeah, and you've been when switched spoon, that. When I, when I spoon-feed them, I get it. I get the gig sometimes. Mm. Not all the times. But when I used to think, oh, that is ridiculous, why can't they think that? Because also they're not, the clients aren't the creative ones, and we're the ones ticking off. If they want to, like I had to, oh, Rich, <laughs> This is another massive one I didn't get. I was, I was, it was out of me and it ended up being a, the most beautiful model I've seen in my life for a Bacardi advert. Mm. Can you imagine? So I had just finished filming um, Dragon's Den, actually. I was in an episode of Dragon's Den for my friend who was doing a panto pitch. Oh. And Cinderella, I had to say, oh, buttons, if only we could afford costumes that looked as beautiful as Deborah Meaden's clothes. <laughs> like that. <laughs> anyway, that's somewhere in the, on YouTube. Oh. Anyway, I was, I'd forgotten I'd even gone for the advert. And my agent at the time phoned up and went, well, right, it's out of you and superstar model. And I was like, oh, my God, the money was unbelievable. But you had to look like, I remember at the casting, 
I can't remember what the description was, but I remember I had to have a, a scarf around my neck and I had to, and the description was a certain style of dress and she wore a certain mm. style of shoes and I did it all. I tell you, I did it all. Um, but yeah, didn't get that one, even though I did spoon feed. Yeah, no, I mean, I do spoon feed sometimes. Like I did I did a commercial um, where they wanted to, I was actually, I, I guess I won't say what this is because I was actually replacing a famous voiceover uh, in this advert and they wanted someone to recreate that voice. So I literally went in and I, I chopped what, up... What, literally sound the same? Um, like an impression? Well, not, not a straightforward impression, but it's certainly tonally similar. Okay. Um, I suppose I might as well bleep this out as well. It was... Uh, who did the original advert? But yeah, so I um, I was in the running for for replacing and, and, and redoing the voice. So I, I I spent quite a while actually on the. I did like a a, a voice demo for it, you know, a, a tape but audio only, which I do a few of those for my voice agent actually. And uh, yeah, I just because it was all lots of bits clearly cut together on the advert. I just thought, well, I'm just going to do this exactly as I can. So I literally just sort of I focused on one bit of the dialogue and then I just did a load of takes of that. Then I focused on another bit, did a load of takes of that. And then I edited it all together, even so mm. it was exactly the same length as the thing. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, I did get it. I, I, I was thinking to myself, I wonder if I hadn't bothered doing that exactly. I wonder if I would have got it. Because, again, it's just someone, someone sitting there going, oh, that's the ad, that's the new version. Oh, that sounds really similar. Because I'd bothered yeah, to get won't... all the cadence and everything. Um, yeah, but I think you're. I think I think you might be right because they've got so they're so busy. They've got so much to do. They're listening to X amount of voiceovers. They don't. They probably haven't got time to go. Well, that one would be good if he snipped that bit at the end. And yeah, then he you went do a need bit up to. You literally want to go. There it is. There's the product. Yeah, I guess that's it, isn't it? So it is. It is spoon feeding. Um, and that was good. That was a pretty good money one, actually. I have to say, and I recorded that at home. So that was that was super. Oh, I've got a bit of news. I've oh, yes. I've kind of thought. No, please. Well, it was bad news and then followed by, okay, what the hell am I going to do? I need another job news. So do you know that um, I was going, I am going to Canada and Japan with Singing in the Rain? On the tour, yes. Well, Canada and Japan were scheduled this year. So I had to go and see my physio. I'm going to elongate the story because that's what I do. Not elongate. I can't think. Decorate it up. Anyway, so I'm getting me bum massaged. Really, like, really bum massaged. And I've had missed calls from my director from Singing in the Rain. And I'm like, oh, gosh. My director's phoning me. This is exciting. What's going to happen? It's like, please call me back as soon as you can. I'm like, missed video call. I'm like. Something exciting is happening. Something exciting is happening, but it wasn't good. So basically, I missed him, and he phoned when I was being massaged. So I said to my lovely um, physio, I'm going to have to take a call from this man. So he basically said, Jen, because of COVID, Canada's been cancelled. Now, at that point, exactly, I did exactly that. My body, I was lying on a bed, my body slumped, and my physio's thumb... Went very close to somewhere where it shouldn't have gone. <laughs> so right. that was the funny bit. Anyway, we managed to get away with with no, uh, you know, 
court cases or anything. So anyway, he carried on massaging me. And basically what's happened is Canada has been pushed. Apparently, someone said the other day it's actually gone onto the green list, but whatever, the producers have got... The theatres aren't open out there yet. I don't know what it's going to be like. So they've, hopefully, they've moved Canada to the end of the UK tour. Um, okay. So I immediately went, oh, shit. I mean, Rich, you know, I've, I've not earned a lot. Mm. Have I, what have I done? Oh, I did. You know what we haven't talked about, but we'll have, that'll have to go next episode. We haven't actually talked about the power. Have we? Have we? Um, We did, yeah. We talked did about we? your your woman by Paul no, Chantal. Yeah, but not actually filming it. Because the last podcast was me telling you I'd got it. No? Um, oh, maybe I'm getting confused. Um, no, I think I've told you when we had a chat. Anyway, anyway, oh, yes. anyway. Well, if you haven't, whatever. if that was just an off-the-record chat, then yes, we'll, we'll delve into that. That was just when we had a FaceTime for a chat. Anyway, ah. so apart from the power this year and a few bits and bobs, work has not been good for the creatives, including me, as you know. So I was like, mm. yeah, yeah, I'm going to Canada soon. So that got bumped. So immediately I phoned my agent and I said, and you know, I am, I do a little panto here and there mm-hmm. sometimes. So basically the panto I did before COVID existed in Plymouth with Brian Conley, who's now in EastEnders. Oh, yeah. Um, it's a puppet. Um, <laughs> that exact panto is moved to my Cliff Pavilion, South End. Okay. Um, so as soon as I got off the phone to the director, I phoned my agent up and said, do they need a fairy? Bearing in mind, I am a much better wicked queen because I can just be a grumpy, moody old mare. But anyway, <laughs> I did the fairy up in Plymouth. So she went, all right, I'll give them a call and see. And I thought they'll probably have an, another name down here. Um, but Brian has gone into his dentist, so he's even bigger now. Anyway, phoned me back in half an hour and said, they've given you an offer. Ah. So I will be fairy godmother... Oh yes, I will. <laughs> in uh, at the Cliffs Pavilion, South End. So I'll be doing that. Then I'll be going straight into rehearsal to Tokyo, and then I'll be doing the UK tour. Amazing. So there's so bad news, good news, and hopefully Canada's going at the end. Yeah, just moved back. Well, that's fabulous, Jen. Well, um, that sounds. I think that's quite a positive. Um, sort of note to to end on, isn't it? I think we've yes. I think we've probably got enough. But I, but what I'm going to do, I'm just going to get the last. I'm just going to get a last little quick thing in, Jen. Um, Go for it. Regular listeners to this podcast will be aware that I have accidentally taught my older daughter to swear. <laughs> it's my favourite part of the podcast. And she has, on occasion, um, I, I believe the first. Um, phrase i revealed on this podcast was oh my fuck i think you, you might remember that <laughs> and also we've had a couple of fuck sakes as well just um while doing something well i was on the phone to my wife yesterday uh because she's uh, still in poland with the girls and i was delighted to learn that my older daughter for the first time uh uttered the word kurva so okay. it's not which of it's just it's a swear it's a Polish swear word which basically is fuck. Yeah, yes, she can do it in both languages. Yes. So there's only uh, one person to blame for that. Exactly. So I was like, ah, oh, here we are, finally. 
Finally. Yeah, apparently she sort of said it in a very knowing way, like, oh, I'm looking for something. Oh, kurva, I can't find it. Oh, whoops, what did I say? Oh, uh, you know, so, but in, in Polish. Oh, my gosh. I mean, how talented are your children? Bilingual swearers. I know, I know. I mean, that's something to be proud of. Absolutely, absolutely. I, well, I'm going uh, to show was... you. I know you're leaving. I know we're leaving, but I just need to show you. It is a good time to leave because look what's happening to me right now. Oh, I'm Bailey's good. up. Bailey's up. He's been such a good boy, hasn't he, during this one? And now he's telling me, Mama, you've talked his ear off. Time's up. Time is up. Well, that was a lovely... I I really enjoyed the story about the Singing in the Rain um, surprise second show. That was uh, was very good. Um, So next time, well, who knows what we're going to talk about? (laughs) Who bloody knows? Bit of the power... I might have a few horse riding stories and then Christ knows what's going to happen between now and then. Yeah, and then maybe I'll, maybe I'll mention uh, Ted Lasso, which um, I <gasps> wasn't cut from, of course. Get in. Who retweeted? Uh, oh, no, who liked our Insta. But we'll talk about that. We'll, 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 we'll save all that for next time. So... I've got a parting thing. Please. Ready? Kurva. Beautiful. Thanks very much. Thanks for listening to this episode of Jenny and Rich's Showbiz Stories podcast. If you've enjoyed it, please tell your friends, uh, leave us a good rating and subscribe. You can find us on Instagram at Jenny and Rich Podcast. Or send us an email at jennyandrichpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. I can't stand it. Nice. Nice.